Hello and welcome to Locked on Lakers for Friday. Brian Kamenetsky, Andy Kamenetsky. The preseason is over. What have we learned? Tell you next. You are Locked on Lakers. Your daily Los Angeles Lakers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks to everyone for making Locked on Lakers first listen of every day, Monday through Friday, no matter how or where you get your podcast. It's always going to be free and never behind a paywall and Locked on Lakers on YouTube. So we can go hang out with upwards of 17,000, 21,000 subscribers to the channel. Uh, Everyone getting excited, Andy, because the preseason after six games, six which is an absurd amount of preseason games. Uh, Not when they're the, fun. In the year of our Lord, 2023. Uh, some teams only play three. The Lakers play six. Um, it's over. The preseason is officially over. The Lakers lose on Thursday night in Palm Springs to the Suns, 123 to 100. Uh, as always, the score is not necessarily the most important thing to take away from the game, but um, plenty to pull from both uh, Thursday night's game, but also the preseason generally. We'll talk about the guys who we thought looked good, the guys who were maybe a little concerned about, some surprises. Um, but overall, Andy, given that we've had some dicey and shaky preseasons uh, over the last few years, how do you feel about this one, broadly speaking? Uh, I think that the Lakers, when they played the guys who you figure to be in the rotation – um, reasonable minutes. The Lakers look really good. Mm-hmm. And we've seen to land it on what I think is going to be the starting five of LeBron, AD, Austin Reeves, D'Lo, and Torian Prince. And that starting five looks like he can be really prolific. They play very well off each other. Um, Anthony Davis, you know, I know we're going to talk about him at more length during this show, but he looks like somebody right now who heard – Darvin Ham say that he's the heart and soul of this team. He heard LeBron say that he's the face of the franchise. And Anthony Davis's reaction was, no bleep, man. To me, it looks like a guy who must have seen the uh, GM survey where nobody gave him any kind of love as one of the the best defenders in the league. And he came out in the first eight minutes and blocked five shots on Thursday. Yeah, Um, he he is just – he's been spectacular in this preseason. He's played – the preseason like it's the beginning of a statement that he wants to make this season. And if Anthony Davis is playing this way with pieces that I think fit both around him and with each other really well, I feel like if he and LeBron can stay healthy and the rest of the supporting cast stays reasonably healthy as well, this team should be really good. Like both of us thought heading into this season, that on paper, this roster looks very good. There's been nothing I've seen in the postseason that has dissuaded me otherwise. Oh, God, no. Um, And, you know, what I thought was kind of funny about the game on Thursday is, you know, the Lakers, like two and a half minutes into this game, had 12 points. They were dominating. They looked really good. And then you look up, so that's like the 835 mark. And then, like, they had this weird stretch where they – they went six minutes, it looks like, uh, and only scored three points. 
and look, this that I mean that's not good. Don't get me wrong, uh, but and but that happens. Teams go cold at different points. The shots don't fall. You know, you turn the ball over a couple times. Whatever it is, but they'd been so good, particularly offensively, and particularly with the starting group, and just been pouring in points. And you know, every three pointer that is is nothing but the bottom of the net, and all this. Uh, like for like this six minutes, I'm like, what? What happened? Where did everything go? Um, you know, it, it's there have been a couple times in this preseason. You know, I, I well, maybe we'll talk about Gabe Vincent, who sat out precautionary uh, back thing. Lakers do not actually seem concerned about him playing on on Tuesday, at least not yet. But um, we'll see how that goes. But like you know, the, the, when you the, all of a sudden you took like Gabe Vincent away couldn't you know that last little unit they needed to guard when you took the offense away for for six minutes it seems so weird for this team which i actually took to be an excellent sign of where they're going well especially too just given how much over the last few years the offense has been much more of a concern for this team if they're not running mm-hmm. than the defense has been the defense at times has been far better than they look on paper and yeah. it's been up. It's been up to either the offense to unsuccessfully catch up to the defense, or the defense to bail out the offense. And for the most part, what that resulted in is not a lot of winning. No. Um, th- this year, look, the NBA is much more of an offensively driven league. Just like, frankly, sports are becoming much more offensively driven mm-hmm. than defensively. The Lakers look now like a team that's caught up with the rest of the trends. And yeah. again, when they have everybody present and accounted for, for the most part in this preseason, you know, six minutes or so tonight, notwithstanding, well, right. pretty damn good. I do want to let people know this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. And right now, new customers can bet $5, just $5, and get 200 in bonus bets. Guaranteed, visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started and to your point andy um you know i mentioned that six minute stretch where they go from you know 12 to 15 well you know from the two minute mark in the first and then you get to the uh three and a half minute mark of the second so not even a full quarter of play they got up to 54 like if you if you look at the game cast graph it's like flat and it just goes like straight up um like they're they're going to have it is it's it's nice to be in a place where you can look at this team because I agree with you offense has been a struggle um and not only feel like okay they're going to be able to have these prime golden state stretches where like you blink and all of a sudden you know the Lakers have scored 15 points in 90 seconds you know stuff like that they're like the Warriors there was just that were so demoralizing when teams would play those, you know, peak Golden State teams where you just felt like the avalanche, the avalanche was coming. You can hold it back and hold it back, and you, and all of a sudden, all that work is gone. For the Lakers to have that in their bag now is is such a great weapon. And then the other thing about it, Andy, is it's not dependent on LeBron. They can score when he's on the floor for sure. And LeBron, we'll talk about him before the end of the show. I thought it looked very smooth and easy and comfortable, but they don't need him to score 
as they have in the last couple seasons. Yeah, they've looked a lot like uh, the team that everybody predicts, say, at full strength, the Phoenix Suns will be. Unfortunately, tonight, they didn't have Devin Booker or Bradley Beal out there, so we didn't get really like a full comparative look. But even in the preseason, I wanted to see, um, you know, we're going we're gonna to see Phoenix next week anyway, so I guess you don't have to wait that long. But it just every little bit of instructive details, I think, if nothing else, can be really fascinating. Uh, we did learn tonight Yusef Nurkic is not ready to step in if they need scoring in the absence of Booker or Beal. No, woof. he's had a pretty decent preseason, but woof, he was woof. bad on Thursday. No, he, he uh, our woof. friends over at the Lakers Exceptionalism podcast just – tweeted out a, a, a picture of a coffin. It was something like, Nurkic, you're ready. Just because AD was absolutely was, abusing him. He was eating him alive. Yeah. It was like, yeah, you it'll, it'll could have called the authorities because there was a murder going on. Obviously, you know, come next week, you know, the Lakers, we're going to find real quick. I mean, I, it's what's interesting about the way the, the beginning of the season is set up. The Lakers go out and play two good games mm-hmm. uh, next week and be 0-2. You know, you lose in Denver in the opener. I mean, that's there's, that can happen. They did win a title last year, Andy. And, you know, Phoenix is a prohibitive uh, title fa- – or not maybe a prohibitive, but a, a widely considered to be a potential title contender. And so, like – the beginning of the schedule is and they play Sacramento the following Sunday. You know, Orlando's going to be better. Um, they get the Clippers the uh first day of November. You know, they, yeah, they right, a team that, even the Clippers should still be healthy by the first day of November. Well, I don't know. Bones Highland was in a walking boot after tonight's preseason game, so I mean, I, okay. Well, I, I, when we say healthy, we're really talking as much about. You know their their main guys, but yes, you're right. And but even then, like the Lakers haven't beaten the Clippers in so long anyway. I'm mean, you know I'm not sure you know all of that stuff matters. But uh, let's talk about LeBron. Uh, I know you had a few more comments that you things you wanted to get into around AD, and then the big what I think has been the big surprise of the preseason. So all of that and more starting next. Locked on Lakers is brought to you by FanDuel, and you can celebrate this NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can bet $5, just 5 bucks. You get 200 back in bonus bets guaranteed. You can use those bonus bets on spreads, on player props, over-unders, all sorts of different options, and the app is really easy to use. All of those different betting possibilities. But of course, there are also NBA options that you can bet on as well. Opening night, the Lakers are, as of this recording, Four and a half point dogs on the road against the Denver Nuggets. The line shifted a point in the Lakers' favor just from yesterday's show. LeBron is still a 50 to 1 bet to win MVP. Anthony Davis, 30 to 1. So visit fanduel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season with an offer you don't want to miss. FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. Let's finish. Let's finish off on AD because I know you had a couple other things that you wanted to, to talk again. Just to he he has played really well throughout the preseason, and just to say he put a stamp defensively uh, on this game early would be a a uh, major understatement. Yeah, like you said earlier, he had five blocks in the first six ish minutes of the first quarter. There, there was he was one of three from behind the arc, but the, it was. 
It's fun seeing he had this up fake on a three attempt on Yusef Nurkic, who initially didn't bite. So then an AD takes a jab step, creates the space, actually takes a three, and it's good. Um, he got set up by, of all people, Torian Prince on a couple like sequences, either lobs that got lob attempts that got him to the line or like a give and go driving inside. Yeah, the, the nice little inside pocket pass from from you know little uh, the uh, pick and roll, you know, in, you know inside pick and roll with uh, AD and and Torian Prince. Um, that was just nicely. It was nice to see that sort of timing from guys. It's one thing to see D'Lo continue to have great chemistry with AD, but they did have a little bit of time to work on that last year. It's another thing to see it work so well with Torian Prince, who is also not a point guard. So. Well, I'll tell you this, Torian Prince could have been the point guard of the second unit tonight. He would have been the yeah, best option. Been the point guard of that last unit. Whew, that got ugly. But just Anthony Davis, I, obviously it's the preseason, and there there's a lot that lies ahead before we know exactly where I'm going with this. Mm -hmm. But since the beginning of not just this preseason, but Anthony Davis signing an extension and the way Rob Palinka talked about how they told him, we want to commit to you, but we need a commitment from you as well. And like the idea of a commitment to everything that comes with being, as LeBron said, the franchise face, as Darvin Ham said, the heart and soul of a team. Anthony Davis so far in the preseason looks like a guy that is trying to have a career defining season. Mm -hmm. Like, and you know, we all know about bubble AD. We all know how important he was to the championship in 2020. We know his highest moments in New Orleans. We know he's a top 75 player. We know he can be the most unique and I think devastating defensive player in the league, but it seems like he is looking to just set himself up for something really special and that he just feels like the time is now like the time is now because I'm in the prime of my career and the time is now because everybody around me is not just demanding that it be that time they're quite frankly begging that it be that time like mm -hmm. it has to happen now and more than I think we've seen AD take the preseason seriously, like more so than LeBron has, more so than Russell Westbrook has, you know, in, in some of the previous incarnations. But more than ever, AD just seems to be playing right now with a real determination to make a statement. It's it, it, uh, you and I don't get into the ranking stuff. We don't drill down on this we're not we are not sort of taking the bait the bait which is what these things are designed for to, you know f you know fuel debates and hot you know arguments and you know con you know let's let's yell about whether or not the espn things got it right and all that kind of stuff it's like that's that's not what we do with this stuff but i will say there is a difference like anthony ad was nine i think in the it was nine in the espn rankings 10 in the the ringer something like that and on any given night, the 10th best player in the NBA can play like the best, mm -hmm. can be the first, second, third best guy in the, in the league. But there, actually, there is a difference between being the 10th and being the third, you know, being the 10th and being the second. Um, and if Davis gives you something that's a little closer to Giannis, 
or Jokic on a night in night out basis. And he is capable of it, particularly on, you know, when you, when you factor in two way play, you know, we've talked about Austin Reeves making a leap, what it means if Max Christie does something uh, unexpected, you know, different guys making jumps. If there's something really tangible that happens to the Lakers, if AD moves from that five to 10 to that one to five group um, on a, on a night to night consistent basis. Well, I mean, to just add to what you're saying about the difference between the 10th best player, sort of the consensus 10th best player, 10th ish best player versus the consensus second or third ish best player in the league. Think how hard it is to be the 10th best player. Mm-hmm. Like that's really, really difficult. Like you are better than like 99.7% of the 1% of the basketball playing universe like these are the best of the best and you are better than like 99.7 percent of your peers and there's still seven guys eight guys better than that that's how hard it is so it stands to reason that the difference even if that 10th guy is still really flipping good there's still a difference between Number two, number three, and number ten—that's tangible. Otherwise, right. it, it all may, be the same. it may just be consistency. Maybe it's staying on the floor. Maybe it's just. But in a in a conference where every extra percentage of your max that you can pick up as a team could have significant benefits and significant impact, AD being. Five percent better than you expect him to be is a thing that, is, especially when when you're talking about Anthony Davis, like five percent more of AD. Does that mean you know an extra block, you know, a night? What that means real real things that you see more than you know five percent of, and, and no disrespect intended, you know, five percent of Jared Vanderbilt or five percent of Torian Prince. Like those things may not be as noticeable. You know, you might need to see an extra 10, 15, 20% from those guys before you can see the difference. But 5% of AD is something different. Um, I, before we get to our biggest surprise of the of the preseason, because I know it's the, I think it's the same for both of us, I do want to uh, give a shout-out to D'Angelo Russell after the break because um, while you know, maybe it's LeBron – uh, maybe it's Anthony Davis. You can make a very solid argument. The Lakers' most consistent and best player in this preseason has been D'Lo. That was uh, very evident on the floor um, Thursday. So we'll talk about that and our biggest surprise next. Locked on Lakers is brought to you by Jace Medical. And for the past few years with the pandemic, various natural disasters, other unforeseen emergencies have taught us anything. It's that you have to expect the unexpected. All of a sudden, there can be supply chain shortages for medication, and you're unable to get those medications that you need in a timely manner. The solution, the Jace case, a personalized emergency medication kit that contains five essential antibiotics that treat the most common and deadly bacterial infections. Jace Medical now allows you to customize your Jace case with dozens of add-on medications for your family's needs. Jace is continually working to expand their medication offerings in the most recent efforts, they've added ivermectin, an anti-parasitic medication for conditions like scabies and lice. And you can also buy a gift card for your family or your loved ones 
so they can get a Jace case of their own. JaceMedical.com. Enter the code locked on at the checkout for an extra $20 discount on your order. That's promo code locked on at JASEMedical.com. So like we mentioned, Anthony Davis had a, a great game on Thursday. Looked very smooth, very dominant uh, on that on the defensive side of the ball. Particularly, LeBron had a really nice, you know, breezy uh, game on Thursday where he just looked like himself. Breezy, but he here's the thing with LeBron in this preseason: it it's breezy, like in the sense that he doesn't look like he's laboring, but he doesn't look like he's phoning it in either. Oh like no, I, that's what I mean. He's just like. There's no strain in what he's doing. He doesn't look like a guy trying to, to to play his way through a 21st season or still fighting an injury. 19 points, six rebounds, three assists, six of 12 from the field. Uh, the jumper looked really nice, three of five from three point range. And I think overall, when I'm talking, when I say sort of just free and easy, he looks like LeBron, like you know the the LeBron before he got hurt last year and you know played very well and all that kind of stuff. Um, so, you know, he, he's looked very comfortable. Austin Reeves in the two games he played was outstanding. Um, three or four from three point range, nine, 14, uh, points. The Lakers obviously taking it easy with him, but with all that, Andy guys, you know, Torian Prince had a great preseason. D'Angelo Russell, you could argue has been their most consistent and best player throughout the preseason and had another great game. Uh, particularly early on Thursday, finished with only eight points and six assists, but played only played 22 minutes. And the control and the comfort level that he's got right now is fantastic, whether it's setting guys up for alley-oops. He did it with Hayes. He did it with uh, Davis, like we mentioned before, or getting to the basket with the change of speeds. Like He's just got a really great command of tempo right now um, that if it carries through the season, the Lakers are going to be in great shape. Yeah, I think Anthony Davis on balance has been the most dominant Laker. Yeah, in the would, preseason. that's probably fair. Because when he when he's played, he has just wrecked shop. But I think with D'Lo, he's been their steadiest guy for, for no other reason than he's played the most preseason games of any of the, the name players on the Lakers. But also, too, with D'Lo, he's been the most reassuring Laker. Mm -hmm. Like in, I think in ways that Laker fans who were really upset about the way the Denver series ended, the Western Conference Finals. I don't blame him because it ended really badly for D'Angelo Russell, even if you know both of us thought people were overreacting to it and kind of forgetting about the first two rounds of the playoffs and a lot and of the was, things that went really right. well in the regular season. You know, D'Lo has been a guy that has generated skepticism his entire career. And to see him from the minute he signed his new deal saying all, not just all the right things, but really being specific about what those right things are, like in terms of defensive accountability, in terms of just, I think, looking to be more generally accountable and recognizing I personally did not do enough in that final series. I got played off the floor. I need to do better. I expect more of myself. Mm -hmm. He's been walking that talk and i i think i have noticed in the comments section of the youtube channel just the turning with sentiment towards d'angelo russell because i can tell you it was not kind this summer no no uh he no it was not um 
it's just it's it's just a good sign um it's it's another it's another on the list of encouraging signs for the lakers to see that that confidence um in because he kind of you maybe talked about like leaning into your own skill set and leaning in it does feel like as much as he's trying to you know, pay more attention defensively. He compared himself to, you know, to he's pattern trying to pattern himself of Derek White. Like, is not exactly you know, not a star player for somebody to be like, you know, to 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 latch onto. But he's also leaning into his own strengths, into his change of speed, into his ability to create shots for other people. Um, and again, it's just if it carries through, now you've got him and you've got Reeves and you got LeBron. There's like there's there's so many guys who can handle the ball and move it to the right spot and. Yeah, it'll it'll be really fun to see. Um, but I expected D'Angelo Russell to play well. How was that for a sec? Did not expect much from Jackson Hayes. And to me, and I think to you, nobody has been more surprising in this training camp and preseason schedule to me than Jackson Hayes. And it's not even close. Yeah, I I did not see this coming in the sense that I had been skeptical to some degree about both Jackson Hayes and Christian Wood, Mm -hmm. you know, not necessarily for the same reasons, but there had been some skepticism about either one of them in terms of what they could bring to the table for this team. Right. So I didn't really think about heading into this preseason, the concept of one outplaying the other, because I wasn't quite sure what we'd get from either one of them. But in this preseason, Hayes has thoroughly outplayed Christian Wood, and it's not even close. Like, Hayes, like, he he had a great sequence where there was this box-out rebound. You know, he's doing the boxing out and grabbing uh, grabbing the miss. He takes the ball up court himself. Like, I actually remembered during one of the practices, Jackson Hayes said that, like, everyone on the team had uh, the green light to take a defensive rebound up court. I was like, wow, he wasn't kidding. Because I Mm – I. You, you hear that a lot, but then you know in the back of your head, no, there's certain guys that you actually don't have permission. No, seriously, don't do it. Um, I guess really everyone does. Um, then he starts running this two-man game with LeBron and eventually gets the ball and drives it to the rim. And the whole time he was just really bouncy and smooth. Um, he, he Later he got set up really nicely by D'Lo. And the two of them have had great chemistry on a, on a lob pick and roll. His energy is nonstop. I think at times it's infectious. And, you know, we still need to see more from Hayes because his whole career in New Orleans has been, I think, really marked with inconsistency. But I got to say, as somebody who, especially once they signed Wood, wasn't quite sure the role that he would have on this team. I didn't have him in the rotation. He's He is playing his way into a role. And, like, right now, if you had to choose – for whatever reason, between him and Wood, I don't know how you justify right now playing Wood over Hayes if you have to play one or the other. I um, I, I think that contrast between Wood, who I'm not worried about yet, and like I, we talked about this in a show um, a couple weeks ago, and I think it's absolutely true. It is harder for Wood to integrate himself into the what the Lakers do because he's more of a featured type player. He's a a scorer who does stuff with the ball in his hands and like figuring out where you fit in with a team this talented with LeBron with AD with different ball handlers and all this kind of it's not easy to do 
But his track record is very strong, and I, I, I have no reason to believe at this point that he's as a pure score, as a, as a score, right? I mean, at the stuff he's good at, he's got a very strong track record. The scoring is not a fluke. The shooting is not a fluke. Um, other parts of the game, plenty of question marks. But this this part's established. I am I've not reached a point where I'm concerned that he won't quote unquote get it or fit in or whatever. Um, but that his his. His job is harder. His uh, integrating him in this stylistically is hard. What Hayes does is simpler. It is sort of more linear. It's roll hard to the basket. It's you know get above the you know be be a lob threat. Be somebody who can um, you know go vertical and all that kind of stuff. I think what's different is he he has he gets to do that. He gets to play that very narrow sort of Javale McGee like role. Except he's showing other little flashes of skills, whether it's as a passer, um, better defensive awareness, I think, than than I expected. Um, cautionary tale: this happened in New Orleans and wasn't he didn't keep it up. But in LA, the difference is he's never going to be expected to step outside that role, and he can if he's got it now, it's going to be exactly this through game 82 and into the playoffs. And I, I think that will help him, but I have been so pleasantly surprised by the way he's fit in and the impact. He just looks so much bouncier and athletic and dynamic than Wood on the floor. Well, especially too, like we noted the first preseason game that Christian Wood looked really slow, like surprisingly right. slow. You know, we've, Never covered Christian Wood on a game in game out basis, but it's not like we've never seen him play. He, but we're both willing to write it off as you know he's his first preseason game. He's feeling his way around a little bit. Like who knows what his training had been like because he had been a free agent for a while. So I don't know if he was necessarily able to work out anywhere in particular. Might not have been able to. I'm work sure out he was. Maverick. I'm sure it was, but it's like you're not. It's not the same. You know, you're not at a facility. You right. know what I mean? Not like. The same and, deal. And, you know, it didn't seem like he and the Mavericks were in a place where he could just work out there until he figured sure out exactly. his key card pretty quick. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, I was willing to write it off a little bit, but, you know, the preseason is now in the books. He still looks as slow. And, I again, I don't know if it's a conditioning thing, if it's, an, if it's a thinking thing, a comfort thing. Christian Wood is slower than we realize, like whatever. But especially when the contrast is Jackson Hayes – he looks like he is moving at three quarter speed. Like he's, he looks like you're listening to like 0.7. It's the equivalent of listening to a 0.75 speed on a podcast while Jackson Hayes is like two and a quarter. Yeah, it is. And it will say, you know, I think I agree with you. I think Hayes has sort of played his way into the rotation. And it, it, it is going to be interesting to see what Darwin does when Vanderbilt is healthy. Um, because it's going to be hard. It is hard to play meaningful minutes for Wood and Hayes and Davis when LeBron James is your power forward and Rui Hachimura is a three-four. And you know, they, there's just and Jared Vanderbilt eventually comes back. That's I forgot. Yeah, I I meant to add him to that list. Like you can't play all those guys. You know the the the, the that. Someone's not going to play between Wood and and Hayes. I think early on it'll probably be Hayes, 
But if he keeps doing this kind of stuff, you know, when even when Vanderbilt's healthy, it's gonna be hard to keep him off the floor. Um, so th- again, great problem for the Lakers to have. Very cool to see. And now the next step is can you show the level of consistency with the Lakers that you didn't show with New Orleans, but it's gonna be easier because the expectations are completely different. And oh, by the way, little more stable situation here than than they had in in New Orleans. A little bit, a little bit. Uh, Andy, it's over. The preseason's over. We're coming back next week with shows that are all about the regular season. Games start on Tuesday. Uh, then you got the home opener uh, on Thursday at the Crypt against the same Phoenix Suns that we saw on Thursday night. Well, slightly different because Bradley Beal and Devin Booker will play. Um, I'm so excited. Yeah. It's going to be so much fun. Uh, Make sure you're talking to us on YouTube, talking to each other, uh, and we will see everybody on Monday.